folks talk about economic development and they talk about recovery, and I, I don't think the conversation is being had that that recovery happens one business at a time, and you guys are the ones that are talking to that one business at a time. What support are we giving our economic developers? Hello, and welcome to Tuolumne Talks Business, a show in response to the lessons learned during the coronavirus pandemic to inspire us to continue adapting and innovating so as to retain and attract businesses that will strengthen our local economy and assist our community in becoming more resilient. I'm your host, Cole Prisabella, Director of Innovation and Business Assistance here in the County of Tuolumne. And today I'm joined by Gerbach Sahoda, CEO of CalEd, the California Association for Local Economic Development and Executive Director of the Academy to season two of Tuolumne Talks Business with a focus on economic development. What is it, why is it, and how can we learn from each other as economic development professionals to better our communities? So Gerbax, thank you for joining us today. I truly appreciate it. Cole, thanks for including me. I'm super excited about today. Uh, we love Tuolumne County and have been up there several times to talk about economic development. So appreciate the opportunity. Definitely. So I always like to start the show with kind of a, a personal note. So you can kind of let, how are you today? What are you working on? What's exciting? Anything that you want to share? So there's a lot going on in economic development um, right now. And you know this from your work, you guys are the foot soldiers of helping businesses through recovery, response and resiliency. So the busier economic developers are, the busier we are. So looking for tools and ways to support our members, a lot of that for the last few weeks was really tied up in watching legislation and what's happening with bills moving through. But at the same time, looking for tools and resources for communities and helping them figure out new ways to implement economic development, especially at a time where you can't necessarily all go out and visit your businesses. So. It's an exciting and busy time for us, but when I say exciting, I don't mean, I'm so excited we're in a pandemic. I mean, it's exciting in that it's busy. And for a lot of our folks, you know, it's energizing to know that they can make a difference, that they can help someone. So um, very busy time right now. And maybe you kind of, you touched on it briefly that uh, your job is to help myself, essentially economic developers. Um, but maybe can you give a just a brief overview of what CalEd is and how does it kind of fit into the world of economic development? Absolutely. So California, uh, CalEd is the State Association for Economic Development Professionals. So those are the practitioners such as yourselves. We have over 800 members, most of them in California. So cities and county staff that are doing economic development, state entities, as well as education and workforce, nonprofit as well as the private sector companies that support economic development in the state. That doesn't necessarily mean businesses. What it means is those that provide services to communities to help you further your goals. So our job, and we Cali just celebrated our 40 year anniversary. So we've been around for a while and see the growth of the profession. And our focus has really been more internal and focused locally towards the members and what kind of support they need so they can provide good quality services to their communities, not necessarily up the other way around where we're out there doing economic development or we're solely focused on the state. Um, as an association, we were set up to support the practitioners and that's where we keep our focus. So with, with that, so you, you interact with a lot of pretty much, I would say, economic development organizations across the state. So 
And I don't. So what are, are there any counties that you've seen that in the past few months or going forward have some really great ideas that maybe I can emulate or learn from and bring to, to my community or we can share with communities around us right here? Well, I'm seeing a really interest, interesting pivot happening in some of the rural communities in particular and at the county level where if they have a current SEDS or they're looking at industry clusters, right? When you do that analysis, you know these are the couple of industry clusters that are already thriving in your community. So you try to build them, support them because they have so much impact. What we're hearing counties now saying is, well, that's great, but we need to be very careful that we're diversifying and we're not just focusing on those. So what's the next tier? So while we're helping these folks through recovery and helping them deal with their responses to the pandemic, what's that next tier that has the chance to thrive in our community? How do we help them? Is, this, is there a pivotal thing or a lever that we can pull right now at the local level that'll support other industry clusters that are bubbling up but haven't quite made it to that top tier that we would normally focus on? Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, I think I've been accidentally doing sort of those things. So one of the things that uh, back in February before the pandemic, we essentially said that there's three industries that were our top clusters and the top that were ripe for growth. And that was natural resources, manufacturing, uh, healthcare, and hospitality, all really common, really um, what you can say, we already knew those industries, but those are what we're going to attract. And so What's been happening post-pandemic is I've been a lot of, hearing a lot from agriculture, um, mining, on how we can utilize what we have locally, and we've been selling products kind of regionally, but now how can we use this pivot of going online or use this pivot of supply um, change, uh, changes between international markets, and so that's one of the things that we've been working on locally, and so that's good to hear that there are other counties and I'll, I'll, I'll try to kind of do some more research on seeing if I can't find some more of those that are giving a good example for me to kind of emulate and go forward with. I think that's some great kind of key, key tips. Um, one thing I saw uh, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, is that you sent out a survey. Do you have any of that information back yet? Is that something that's public yet? It's not public, but I do have it. We're going to share it with the membership um, next week. Oh, awesome. But I can certainly share some of the key things that we saw across kind of the state of the profession in California. Yeah, that would be awesome. Okay. You know, it was interesting to find when we're talking to our members, normally when a member calls us, it's because they need help. Rarely is it, hey, things are going great. I just wanted to say hello. It's usually I'm having this challenge how can you help or do you know someone else that's had it and has overcome it so because we've been hearing so much of that I was really concerned that what's happening with our practitioners is not only are you dealing with the stress of what however the the pandemic is impacting you you're still in that place now you're the first responders to those businesses and if you're dealing with a business and certainly understandable I would imagine these folks are frustrated they they need help sometimes they just need someone to talk to and you know, they're going through maybe crisis themselves. So here you are dealing with your own stuff and you're dealing with so many businesses that might be challenged at this time. So I was very concerned about what was happening with our members. So that was the primary driver behind doing the survey, getting a sense of what's happening in the, the profession. And one of the questions we asked was, how do you feel about your workload during the pandemic? And 
52% said that they were in the category of either being overwhelmed or being um, or keeping up, but could use help. So that was where the majority of the responses fell. But I was surprised at how many came back and said we had 30%, over 30% said they feel busy and they felt like they were making a difference. So it's good to know that not everybody is in that bucket of being overwhelmed. There's a lot of activity happening right now. Um, that was important to me. We are really concerned because the other thing we see during the pandemic is folks talk about economic development and they talk about recovery. And I, I don't think the conversation is being had that that recovery happens one business at a time. And you guys are the ones that are talking to that one business at a time. What support are we giving our economic developers? And while we champion that cause, um, it gets drowned out by a lot of other needs that are in the environment right now. So that was one of the key things. The other thing is we asked if you could have another tool, another economic development tool or resource right now, what would it be? And the, the number one was staff. I need more staff. It's a capacity issue. We can't get to all the businesses. We can't do everything we need. The second one was money for businesses, some kind of stimulus for business or resource for business. Not necessarily alone. Not everybody needs more debt. Some of them really need a grant to keep them alive or some other resource. So that the third one was tax increment financing. And we know we have the EIFDs, the Enhanced Infrastructure Financing District Tool, which is the replacement of redevelopment. But there's still a lot of economic developers and communities that understood the value of the prior form of redevelopment and how great it would be to have that tool today so you could address transformational change that might be happening in the environment. And then the final one I'll just point out is data, current data, not looking back and thinking it's going to be predictive of what future trends are going to be. I think everybody knows that COVID now is a game changer. It's a game changer in how we're going to look at land use, game changer in how people are going to commute and look at their quality of life and where they are. You know, what is commercial space going to look like, office space going to look like moving forward? So how do we get current data on that? And there's a lot of good companies, I think private sector companies in particular, that are trying to address that. But I don't think there's any one that comes to the top that we can say, yes, this one has current data. So that's something we're looking at. Well, I think to the first point, which was about how economic development directors feel, just I'm a, I'm a newer economic development director. So I've only been in this position for about, let's just say a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And what I can tell from that first half was during pre-coronavirus, everything does move kind of slowly all of the attraction pieces you might have those business outreaches but business decisions don't happen overnight they're very kind of slow and then you still have to go through the community development department you have to go through all the planning departments and then you still have to get it completely financed so some of that attraction component of this job of the three pillars is a pretty slow and cumbersome process whereas if <laughs> after March, it was just a fire hose of you were constantly helping businesses and a lot of times seeing some pretty quick turnarounds. Like there was one where I had a business that she had 13, I think she said documented times trying to reach to the SBA for her economic injury disaster loan and just was beating her head against the wall and couldn't get anything done. She reached out to me finally. And then within 72 hours, she had her funds and in the portal. 
So that was like, it's, it's quick. There's immediate, okay, I, you called me, I helped you, you got a, uh, an answer. So I can see how, I think from my standpoint, when I remember doing the survey, I think I did put in that it was energizing and it was a, it was a, a rewarding time. And then that point about data was really interesting to me because we just built a website that does have some of the, that industry cluster, but also underrepresented industries. But mm-hmm. what it doesn't necessarily have is that future looking data. And that's something I, I look forward to seeing what Khaled puts out for that. Cause then I'd love to kind of incorporate and use that information on our website. So I'll be interested to keep in um, connection with that um, conversation because data has been huge. I've been um, sharing mobility data, mm-hmm. which is essentially cell phone aggregation data. And I've been sharing it with regional partners, national parks, because one of the things that they were, they were having problems and for example, the national park regionally to us, they were having visitors come to the gates that didn't have reservations and you needed a reservation in the first few months after the shelter in place. And so they didn't know necessarily where to send that message because they weren't sure who was coming to the park without a reservation. And so what we essentially did was we took some reservation data, we took some data that was coming out of Uber media and Rove marketing, and we took data out of Cubic and essentially it could narrow down and saying, well, the biggest markets obviously are the Bay Area, Los Angeles. We kind of knew that. But within Bay Area and Los Angeles, hey, the Mission District, hey, Ashbury, those are new <laughs> zip codes that you're seeing a lot of traffic from. And then from LA, it's this certain area. And so that's been really helpful. And so I'm, I'm interested to see where Cali goes forward with data because I think that's hugely important for businesses and county decision making. One thing that comes up in my region fairly often and it's due to the past of kind of how economic development worked but that i'm always trying to correctly share or give data or share stories about what i'm what i'm doing my job sometimes to the community feels very abstract Uh, and so do you what do you tell economic development directors like myself on sharing outcomes or sharing the process or sharing kind of what it is that we do. What, what's your advice for me on sharing to the community what, what economic development and community development really is about? Yeah, so I'm very familiar with some of the past um, history there in Tuolumne County. What I would say, and this is a challenge for economic development period, which is, you know, what are the metrics? What is, is there one metric that we can use to tell if economic development efforts are successful? And I would say that answer to that is always going to be no, because your metrics and what you share should be in line with what the goals are for your community. So if Tuolumne knows here are four things we want to move the needle on and, you know, as it relates to economic development. So it can't be four things that you have no ability to have impact on, like, you know, go, go clean the forest coal. I mean, they have to be four realistic economic development goals that you can actually have impact on and then report against those goals. And one of the other challenges with economic development is sometimes you're not necessarily measuring outcome, you're measuring activity. And people don't always see the value in that, but we know, especially at a time like this, every outreach or every connection you have with a business where you connect them to a resource matters. And people would say, well, that's just activity. 
it's not just activity, it's making a difference on behalf of that business. So how you tell that story in a compelling way that look, I know you're looking for outcomes. These are the outcomes that we see in our strategic plan and here's some specific things I'm doing towards those outcomes. But there's also an activity piece that we can't miss. We're trying to create an environment where businesses feel supported. They know that they have someone that can help them get connected to resources that can navigate government processes. That's my role. That's activity. That's not necessarily a clean outcome that I can report back to you. And the biggest challenge is claiming that you created jobs or you had influence in creating jobs. We see a lot of economic developers now that have a but-for agreement when they're working with a business. If the business creates jobs or retains jobs, they'll say, do you mind signing this thing that says that but for our assistance, you wouldn't have created or retained these jobs? They do it for, it might be for a federal funding purpose or some other reason, but a lot of it is around, there's so many entities that work with businesses. So it could be that you're working with the business, the Workforce Development Board is working with the business, and the SBDC is working with the business, and they're able to save 50 jobs. Do all of you say that you help save 50 jobs and then individually report it out? And so it's like, well, who really did this? It's a, it, Jobs is a very difficult metric, period. And I don't think it's necessarily an accurate one, but you can't get away from it because of what economic development represents. No, I think that's, that's great advice because sometimes I feel like when I'm going through this new process and learning it with the community and trying to make a, a meaningful impact, there does seem this, this, um, this return or this really trying to put economic development just into that pillar of attraction mm -hmm. and that the only thing that Tuolumne County economic development or what now we're calling innovation and business assistance should be focused on is purely attraction. But as we've learned or I've learned in the past mm -hmm. five, six months, that is just, it just cannot be the only meaningful outcome. And there are so many 1200 plus businesses in Tuolumne County already that I, there's at least half, if not more than half that in the past six months, like I said, a fire hose I've connected with and at some point have probably impacted, but did I put it together, the paycheck protection program application? Did I put together the economic injury disaster loan application? Did I actually save any jobs? That is the kind of thing that's like tangibly, it, I feel like I definitely made an impact. Yes. And I can try to show some correlation, but in the end, I think you're, you, you nailed it. It's, I wasn't the only one. There was bankers, there was um, SBDC, there were other community members that were helping them get through applications. There's a whole process and there is a cog of the wheel and I think there's an importance and I'm glad that you're kind of sharing that there's, there's a lot going on and that I need to, what it sounds like is just share that effective communication and while it is activities, do share those stories of how those activities transpired and how it became part of the process for the, that business to stay around or hopefully expand, right? Yeah, you know, you bring up a good point about attraction. And for California, it's really more about retention, right? How many states are looking at California to take our businesses? Regardless of whatever the case is that they're making for it, the reality is when California thrives, the rest of the states thrive because they look to us sometimes they look to us for the wrong reason to steal our businesses but you know when you think about attraction what is a business once you've attracted it 
it's a retention effort at that point. So retention has to be part of your economic development game plan, especially in California. Perfect. And here's the, it's, this is going to be an interesting question because I always like asking this to um, those have been in the field a little bit longer than me because I feel like it's a, a chicken and the egg situation is what do you think is first economic development or community development? Economic development pays for community development. Okay. So, right. If you're, and I would say they go hand in hand, but if I had to put a priority somewhere, um, I think that would be very difficult because I don't think you can separate the two, right? You have to have the quality of life and the infrastructure to get businesses to be in your community. And you have to have the workforce. People aren't going to move to your community just because you have a business necessarily. They want to work. They might, but they might not. So, you know, it goes hand in hand. You can't have one without the other, I don't think. So let's, let's switch gears a little bit um, as we start to wrap up here in the sense of where do you think I can plug in? Because this is something I've been looking for for the past couple months um, of how I can continually advocate at a state level for rural regions. So I really want to like plug myself into a state board or into a membership or somewhere. But what's your advice to rural regions or anyone in the state of California on kind of advocating for their specific region? I think, and where I've seen it be successful, is find the organizations that align with the goals that you want to move forward and get super engaged with them. You know, we had one member in a rural community and we jokingly say he's speed dating that organization because we knew what he was doing was engaging with them so we could get on the board because he liked their policy agenda. That's where he wanted to go. I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think, you know, once you know where you want to have influence, really engaging with that type of organization. That said, we're going to have a lot of board openings coming up next year. So you might look at our call for nominations that go up, goes out in the fall. But RCRC for sure. I mean, especially rural with a rural focus. So what's your what's your last tips for how about instead of economic development directors, let's move away from them. What mm -hmm. are the last tips for any of those business owners that are listening today? I would say look for opportunity. You know, we hear businesses and we hear a lot of folks saying, I can't wait to get back to normal. I can't wait to get back to the way things were. I would say start thinking, if you're not already, start thinking about what is the possibility, you know, given the environment, if things stay this way or looking forward, even if they change a little bit, what opportunities might there be for me that I hadn't thought about before? Oftentimes, you know, we're so focused on, this is how we've been working. How do we get back to how we're working? It's really difficult to break that mold and say, okay, let's say, let's just scratch it and say, we can't go back to that. What does the future look like? And do future planning. That's very difficult when you're a small business and you're in response mode, but future planning, look for opportunity, look for partnerships. And um, if you have to exit, be thoughtful about how you exit. I don't know how often that conversation is happening with businesses. I've heard from SBDCs that they're having some of those conversations, but if a business, if an entrepreneur is going out of business, we wanna make sure they do it in a way that, that doesn't you know, destroy their, their life moving forward. How can we help them in that space, so. Okay, definitely. Well, thank you so much, Gorbax. I can't thank you enough for taking some time out of your day 
and sharing your advice, your expertise with Tuolumne County community. So I wanted to thank you again very much for, for joining me this morning. Well, I really appreciate you asking me. This is, it's always exciting to hear what you guys are doing and so, uh, so glad to hear your energy. You know, Tuolumne's lucky to have you. Thank you, I appreciate that. That's very nice of you to say. So I wanted to thank everyone who joined to listen today. My hope is by talking business and working together today, we can strengthen our local economy, become more resilient and encourage growth in ourselves, our communities and businesses. Thank you and I look forward to you joining us next week.